0: what's up everybody it's yours truly connor also known as mr marvel 613 on this week's edition of the marvel roundtable we take a look at what is considered technically speaking the final movie of the mcu phase three as spider-man once again takes the center stage in what many consider to be one of his better performances in solo movies out of them all or is it we'll have to see how spider-man fares in europe and also dealing with some mysterious m- enemies, I guess you could say, as we take a look at Spider-Man Far From Home right here on the Marvel Roundtable. What's going on everybody is yours truly connor here welcome back to the horny goat youtube channel of course the horny goat podcasting network where you can listen to us on all your favorite audio platforms it is of course monday and you know what that means it is time once again for the marvel roundtable the show where we break down and analyze each and every single movie and show in the marvel cinematic universe you guys know me i am connor and of course i am joined with the wonderful illustrious panel from the horny goat crew of course we've got the tattooed mama herself heather what up heather
1: not much. Dealing with a little sick kid here.
0: Who, JP? No. Oh, oh, Wendy. I didn't see Wendy. Okay, so hopefully. She, is she feeling any better?
1: She's getting there, and her fever is down.
0: Those fevers I mean. are those fevers are a pain. I hope it's not like an it's ear infection incredible. or anything in nature.
1: Yeah, I hope so, too. She's not complaining about her ears. She has complained about her throat a little bit.
0: So, so well,
1: we'll
2: see. A lot of men. Her lots, hair is incredible.
0: Lots of, yeah, right? Lots of night-night juice. Lots of Yeah, she's not, she's not, she's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. Of course, you hear everyone's favorite bear from upstairs, Canadian basement.
2: Uh, What's up, everybody? Uh, Much love to everybody in the chat and everybody on the call. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, Uh, this is my second time watching this movie, and it kind of is in the same place as the first time I watched it. Drunk? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I have imbibed upon... Mother's milk. What?
0: Uh, uh, okay. Your your mother mother's be, milk? Like, your mo- mother's your, mo- your mother's milk's a hundred proof? Um Yes, it is. And, we, it is. and of it's course overproof baby. Yeah, don't put any flames near it. And of course, last I, but not uh, least, we got
2: more of a joke than you understand.
0: We got Senior Bobbit. What's going on, Bobbit?
3: Man, I'll tell you for the last twenty four hours has been a really roller coaster for me. Because I got yep. home from, got home for work. Power was out. It didn't come. Didn't get it back till eleven a.m. this morning. Then I went and seen Thor. Then watched Spider Man. So <sighs> I'm ready to go.
2: Yeah, but like, yeah, everything's solid now because you watched Spider Man at home, right?
0: I was mm-hmm. I was literally yes. about to stupidly ask, "Did you get power back?" I don't know why the fuck that just popped yeah, in my uh, head. I'm it- the the. the Fucking fucked up one, and
2: oh I <laughs> made sense my, of this. My point, matter. my
0: point exactly. My point exactly. Um So uh again, much love to everybody in the chat joining us. I know Cody was in here earlier. I know he had to pop out real quick, but appreciate you, Cody. Federico is in the chat as well. What's going on, Federico? Paul Arzola Alpha, all joining us. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much it's for tuning in. Cool uh,
2: He's got the best name. No, your community has the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're like fighting for the top spot. Yeah, they are. I like saying both those names so, so much. So I'm
0: actually, I'm actually going to throw a uh, a different poll in the chat. Usually we do like a thumbs up, thumbs down, but I figured let's get creative with this one. I'm going to throw a different poll in this one in celebration of Far From Home. I'm going to say, which one was better, Spider-Man Homecoming or Spider-Man Far From Home? Let us know your thoughts on the poll as we uh, get ready to reveal and uh, talk about this one. This was
2: one. the first versus the second, right? Yes. yes
0: yeah because i figured okay. i figured uh, no i, I, no, get
2: confused with the names.
0: I was gonna say i figured the third one gets a little bit of uneven love so i figured i i need to to let's let's make this a little bit harder let's make this trickier and let's let's break this down so um and also stay tuned towards the end of this review because we do have some announcements regarding the future of the marvel round table don't worry i still have to torture my friends here by forcing them to watch all this fucking marvel content so that's still gonna keep going
2: some of it's fucking gritty shit some of it's
0: it shit <laughs> All of a sudden I'm like wait Basement's blocked me, Heather's blocked me. Why, why is everyone Where's everybody going <laughs> um, well, I watched
2: garbage We watched that fucking movie about dinosaurs It was really yeah. weird
0: Oh yeah so, what was that one
2: Yeah I can't remember But it was
0: terrible No wasn't it like wait. turkey No 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 yeah, No they no they were
2: dinosaurs They were dinosaurs yeah. They oh, were what the dinosaurs fuck was And that? the guy like lost his jacket in the woods
0: So anyway Spider-Man. And the acting
2: was so good
0: so, anyways, Spider Man. Um, so, so, um, uh, no, I just, I, I, I figured, I just realized how many movies we've done and how many episodes. This is technically the, let's see, six twelve. So, this is uh, the twenty third movie that we've reviewed the on the Rifle the
2: Fortieth movie we've watched together.
0: I'm gonna yeah, say. just
2: about, just about. Did I have I'm- to add all the shitty movies we watched before this, <laughs> like Captain <Yeah>. Marvel. <laughs> I didn't see that
0: good you can you can really I've skip watched
2: it 12 minutes of it and i was like this is not that bad
0: i mean there's you know, a couple of references here and there like but...
2: i'm giving up on life
0: i mean that uh, you can go back and watch the review speaking of which i'm gonna do a cheap plug i did kind of start my own little youtube channel once again if you guys want to check out i did do a spoiler heavy review of thor love and thunder uh you can check it out i'm sure i'll retweet it at some point in time check but... them out
2: check them or... out add it, add, it, add it to the uh, add, it chat. Uh, add it
0: to the chat. Fine, I'll yeah. add it to the chat. Uh, that was um, just trying out cool different. Hat. Just trying to do some different stuff. And, you know, as much as I'm sure you guys love the Marvel stuff, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, but. Well, I mean, we'll
2: have very diff, different opinions on the Marvel. Yes. It, it just
0: <laughs> and I, I will warn you, like I said, it is spoiler heavy there. Francis just threw it in the chat. Thank you, Francis. Um just, just warning: it is spoiler heavy. So if you do not want to hear anything about it, don't, um, don't listen up. But, uh, but this, th- guy, this, I love him this is uh <laughs> thank you thank you thank you basement uh so this is a pivotal point in not just the round table with all of the mcu because um jesus we all need a fucking cigarette after endgame so i mean there is there is a lot to dissect there's a lot of emotional brevity and spider-man far from home you know going back to like the discussions about integrating spider-man to the mcu um you know i, I reference back to the deal we talked about with sony where like This was not supposed to fucking happen. You know, we talked about this at Civil War. We talked about this homecoming a little bit. We didn't really talk about it much with Avengers for obvious reasons. But basically, this was the culmination of Spider-Man being in the MCU. Or at least this was supposed to be the final movie of Spider-Man in the MCU. And personally speaking, I'm really glad it wasn't especially with the way that the movie ended. Um, or rather the mid-credit scene ended, I should say. Uh, because it's like you just leaving the door wide wide the fuck open, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Um, but you know looking into the the, the pre-production side of things, um, you know, it, uh, Sony announced that obviously they were committed to making future Spider-Man films after Homecoming was I think it was one of the top grossing not only just Spider-Man movies for Sony, but just like Sony movies in general. And so Far From Home also shattered records after that uh, financially. So in the following month, uh, good old Kevin Feige, Daddy Feige, uh, said that if additional films were made, the company had an early idea to follow the model of the Harry Potter series and have the plot of each film cover a new school year, with a second film intended to take place during Parker's junior year of high school. But by October of 2019, uh, discussions had begun for a second film, which villain would be featured, according to Spider-Man actor Tom Holland, who was signed to, for two more Spider-Man films after Homecoming but of course the biggest problem with this uh, was of course the timing with everything so apparently sony wanted to kind of pivot and insisted that the sequel be released in 2019 uh, which of course really fucked up uh avengers endgame i don't know if you guys remember this because obviously they didn't want to spoil the fact that spider-man was going to be surviving after the the blip as they call it in the movie but i do remember that like it was one of those things where it's like, well, fuck, we know what's going to kind of happen here. But Sony was like very insistent that this movie happened at a certain point in time. And they're like, well, if we do this before Endgame comes out, then we're kind of like spoiling our own movie in a sense. And so I, I, re- I don't know if you guys – did you guys remember hearing about that at all at the, at the time?
2: I, I don't remember hearing about it, but it, it makes complete sense. Why would you alter what has already happened? But, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it happened this way for a reason, obviously.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I heard about them making a second Spider-Man movie uh, after Infinity War ended. I'm like, well, that fucking spoils it.
0: Right. I mean, gr- granted— and Not only that. Yeah, only ahead. that
3: but Here's a fun rumor, too. This was right around, around the same time I heard—well, there was rumors going around about the other two Spider-Man being involved in the next movie
0: so so what was interesting was at this time is that everything was still somewhat up in the air as far as spider-man's future like i said like sony sony wanted to obviously milk the cash cow as much as possible in fact they even as you may notice from the spider-man movies they tend to include one major mcu character in each spider-man movie for homecoming it was iron man for this one it's obviously nick fury and then obviously when we get to it no way home will feature doctor strange which i thought was somewhat clever on both of their parts because it can kind of like be its own thing but also tie in and kind of be both at the same time
1: it's kind of the only way to do it honestly Mm -hmm. spider-man on his own doesn't work for me
0: oh well (laughs) i was gonna say cash cow but yeah
1: (laughs) he works for me yeah i there were so many spider-man movies before this one that i was burnt out by the time the first one came out
0: Yep, this is technically the seventh Spider-Man movie if we're if we're counting things between the the original three, Tobey Maguire, the two Andrew Garfield, Homecoming, and now this one is, uh, the seventh one. So, and again, this was part of the five-picture deal that that Sony and um, that Sony and, uh, Marvel came to. Yeah. Yeah. Disney and Marvel came to, where it was gonna be a five picture deal, where it was basically going to be, uh, two solo movies and three movies featuring the character. So obviously the three were civil war, infinity war, Endgame, And then of course the two homecoming and far from home. And like I said, personally speaking, I'm glad it didn't, it didn't end there. But, uh, but that being said, getting all the pre-production stuff kind of out of the way, um, I forgot to ask. Generally, whatever, without going into the details yet, overall thoughts about Far from Home.
3: Bobby, you start us off this time. Okay. Um. Without spoiling anything, I really enjoyed the movie. I like like this a lot more than I did Homecoming, and uh, this was my favorite Spider-Man movie up until the newest one came out. No Way Home. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Heather Basement.
1: This, again, I was so burnt out on Spider Man. I waited until this was on free TV to watch it. (laughs) Commercials and all. I
0: mean, understandable.
1: (laughs) And even with watching it with the commercials, some of this stuff that happens in this movie is just like, how?
0: (laughs) Uh, Me me and Basement both said this before we got on here. We're like, we both have a somewhat big plot point to kind of point out here. Uh, and I can't wait to see if it's the same because <laughs> there's been so many of these where we're like we're both like yes, so I, I'm cu- I'm curious if that that's gonna be the same thing. But well, what about you, Basement?
2: I mean, overall, I like the movie. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I I, fe- I feel they they did man in a way that isn't like though he's not in his friendly neighborhood, he's still friendly neighborhood. Yes, if, it, like, it, like they 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 don't. They don't turn him into, like, a cataclysmic event, even though this 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 movie does allude to a cataclysmic event. It's yeah. not really, like—it's not his cup of tea. But when um, it comes down to—I I enjoyed the movie enough. Like, I, I thought—the th- one thing I love about this movie is that they kind of look at the parallels between Peter Parker and Tony Stark.
0: Right.
1: The names uh, go bad.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that's one thing that's built off of past interactions that works in this movie for me. I do it. I did enjoy it. Yes, there's glaring holes. And we will talk about those glaring holes. <laughs> Maybe we'll toss some of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that become a long 20 minute thing? I'm not. You know what? We'll talk about that <laughs> off air. Um,. Personally, uh, I'm a little biased with this because I'm a sucker for anything that has to do with the father-son relationship for obvious reasons. So anytime that anything plays on that, it's like right in the right in the feels. And specifically, and we'll get to it, the scene where like Peter snaps at happy on the airplane, that was like <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, they Damn did. It. They they did a really good job with that. Um, say.
0: Th- that part of it was very good, but kind of piggybacking a little bit off what Basement said. Generally, for me, this was a pretty big step up from Homecoming. Homecoming felt like, oh, it's like mtv special of spider-man in the mcu like you just happened to be in there this kind of not not perfect there there's definitely a lot that that yeah. this but it definitely felt like it was going more in the right direction of the spider-man that i wanted to see where it's the balance between peter's real problems and 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 this big superhero responsibility um i love love mysterio as a villain um i too uh, he's say. he's one of my next to next to Venom. He's actually one of my favorite Spider-Man. Well, villains. I
2: love the actor as well.
0: Yeah, Gyllenhaal. We'll get we'll get yeah. to him. Fucking knocks it out of the park. But so I mean, not perfect, but definitely a huge leg up in my opinion for numerous reasons compared to Homecoming. Um, not that Homecoming was horrible, but it just felt like it's there. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like there wasn't. It, the
1: ball, it dropped. Homecoming dropped the ball.
2: Honestly, it, I mean, th- this movie has. The weight of the world put on your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, which yep. is in the Homecoming Edith and, and this, this is fucking what uh, dead fucking Uncle Dickhead.
0: Said. Oh, fucking Peter <laughs> Uncle Ben. Like, what Uncle, <laughs> ben. Uncle Ben? Can I
2: <laughs> Uncle Ben?
0: You, you know what? You know what's funny, and and I actually they didn't need
2: to say it, but they showed it, which is what movies should do.
0: I. You know what? We'll get to that in a second because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak on that a little bit more. But um, when we get to that moment. But uh, with that being said, let's kick it into high gear. Let's talk about Spider Man: Far From Home. So the 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 actual movie starts off, and and <laughs> I don't know why this was just a, a thing for me, and I just kinda, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't know if it's just me. Um, but the Sony Columbia Pictures logo was the very first thing. Then they did like the, the, the thing with Fury, and then they did the Marvel Studio. I think I talked about this in Homecoming, but I think I noticed it too, where I'm like, eh, it's a bit of a like nudge the elbow to step in front kind of. I don't know. I just I thought that was kind of funny to me. Um,
2: the, the Sony Studios thing was taking uh, – it was kind of like they, – they, they did that, then they showed a fucking statue that looked the same.
0: Well, that, that's uh, that's that's kind of a running gag with Columbia pictures. Sometimes is that they'll they'll have like the woman morph into something or like chase off or something like that, uh, depending mm-hmm. on what the movie is. But so that's that's sometimes a running gag. But I just thought it was funny that like Sony's like, y- "Yep, this is us," and then like later on it shows the Marvel. St- I don't know. I just I just I just I, I just stupid little what thing. What are
2: people I... really here for?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Us, yeah. <laughs> um, But the film opens in a Mexican city where, of course, Nick Fury and Maria Hill uh, have arrived to investigate the area after a reported cyclone with a face had been torn through the city, according to the locals. Moments later, the two encounter a, beanie, a being known as an elemental, specifically one that can manipulate the Earth. Fury and Maria are met by a man in a super-powered suit, who we later find out his name is Gwinton Beck, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and helps the two fight the Earth elemental. And then we cut into... Uh, cut into the uh, opening logo for Marvel Studios. Um, now, what's interesting is that, um, this is another thing I forgot to mention too. So this this scene was actually considered, like I guess at one point in time, this was an additional end credit scene after Endgame, which I thought was very stupid. Mm-hmm. I I believe it was either a reroute, I, I could be wrong here, It was either a re-release or part of the DVD or something like that where they like they tacked this scene on as an end credit scene, which I'm sorry, fuck off. That is so, so, so stupid, which is funny because when we get to No Way Home, they do the exact same thing at No Way Home with Doctor Strange, which that makes a lot more sense because you're trying to continue the story. Whereas this one, it's like. I mean, yeah, you're kind of continuing the story, but it's kind of more like a again, Sony be like, you need to mention us in the, in the big blockbuster, earth-shattering mm-hmm. record. I don't know, but as far as openings, um, there was a little something that I I think that I, I don't know, Basement might Basement probably didn't catch it, but maybe Heather and and Bobbitt did about the opening interaction between Nick Fury and Maria Hill. Did, did you guys catch that?
3: Um, uh, I don't think so
0: so as a little tease to what happens at the very end of the movie in the end credits Maria called Nick Fury Nick
3: yeah I caught that oh.
0: yeah. uh, so, so Baseman in, in, since you didn't see it in Captain Marvel Nick Fury reveals that no one calls him Nick
1: everybody just calls him Fury
0: so it's kind of a little like a wink. Unless
1: and t- it's a green alien.
0: Spoilers! God damn it! Um, <laughs> but I just, I I, I I, caught that at this time around. I'm like, oh, they were trying to get- I mean, maybe it was an Easter egg. Maybe it was a fuck up. I don't know. Either way, kind of cool. And what I mean, of the hell? I'm going
2: to right here, this movie had too many swerves. Yes.
0: <laughs> um, too many. Too many yeah. swerves. Now, One too
2: many swerves.
0: Now, I I love the setup. I think it was great. Little, just like you know, plop. We're gonna get right into into the thick of things right here and then. Um, and then we, uh, I mean, pretty by the by intro, right? Like, okay, cool. We're we're We we're, we already got the. All right, moving on. Like, villain or you know, problem established. Let's go.
1: But it turns out later on that that's not what that was establishing at all.
0: No. <laughs> It was just establishing the story.
2: Uh, it, it, it's yeah. establishing where they go with it. their storyline. Has nothing to do with Spider-Man at this point,
0: right? Correct. Um,
2: I I didn't mind the the start. Uh, I kind of like the idea of like any Marvel movie that that doesn't start with the fight is a okay in my
0: book. Which which right. te- <laughs> Which technically, it cut right as the fight was about to happen. So <laughs> I don't know. Funny, funny me. What about you, Bob? I mean, the opening thing with like Fury and 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 uh. Maria Hill and, and the elemental and the introduction of this mysterious man.
3: Oh yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, but I was like, "Wait, a minute, what the hell, Spider Man?" Look <laughs> at we'll there. Anybody
2: we'll there. and everybody.
0: Now I uh, we'll get there. I, I have I do have a question because I'm not sure how much uh, how many of you knew about Mysterio's story before he was introduced into the I, MCU. I, I, don't,
2: I don't know anything.
1: I you know, knew nothing.
0: Okay. Um, I did. And so when I saw Mysterio as like the advertised villain when the movie came out, I'm like, oh, and so and so, it was a little bit of a like a, uh, okay, well, we know how this is going to, I wasn't sure if you guys already knew, but I had a feeling like something's going to be.
2: I feel be- like they just went sideways with it. Just a little bit, but once you got to the yeah, point. I, li- I liked that they did that. Yeah, yeah. I like what they did with his character. To be honest, I'm it's
0: it's it's extremely comic comic accurate. Maybe not to certain angles, which I'll get to when we get to there. But the core of of it is is the same as the character in the comics. So oh, that's. Shit, what,
2: I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah. So so. Spider-Man,
2: the TV show, lied to me. Wh-
0: <laughs> no, it was right.
2: Was it? I don't know.
0: I didn't. You're talking about you t- <laughs> i love like the show that i never watched lied to me anywho <laughs> no,
2: i watched i watched it it just never was it. The, wait was, wait, just, was like, it was it the night drones and shit
0: was it the 90s one yeah the one that had like everybody in it yeah the one that had like the x-men tie-in yeah yeah that one showed mysterio and that one's common accurate too so it's sort of the same just
2: i remember that being part of
0: Mysterio well, we'll talk about it when we get there But anywho uh, We cut to Midtown School of Science and Technology Where Betty Brandt and Jason Ionello I can't believe I actually have the names in the notes here Are doing their daily school news report But they start with an in, mem- in memoriam Dedicated to Tony Stark, Steve Rogers Which I thought that was fucking well, hilarious
2: what's, What school is this?
0: It's Peters High School
2: Yeah, why do they have a video Fucking news edition of the school A lot of high
1: school too
2: a Well,
0: there, it's, It was the end of the, it was end of the school year
2: and it's no, part but, of the AV club. Wait, wait, first of all. <laughs> I, went, I went to school and they had people talking over the fucking stage. They didn't have kids. They're just people. So this is what school is now? Yep. Yes.
0: News reports
2: Are you that surprised?
1: Yeah, I'm not really that surprised, but. It's how they gain the credits through AV club.
0: Yeah, see, broadcasting. Uh, so they, they do the in memoriam dedicated to Tony Stark. Uh, I, I
2: love the boom mic, is all I'm going to say. What's that? the boom mic makes oh yeah Dude,
0: the whole the whole thing was absolutely beautiful with like yeah. the in memoriam and then it's like they they kind of it's actually a clever setup because they kind of recap about the snap and how like or the, the they call the blip I, but yeah. i love the absolute cheesiness of the kids explaining everything and it's like yeah. they do this this somewhat like really cheesy photoshop immemorial which or not photoshop um uh, powerpoint and it's not yeah. too bad with the uh with um I will always love you uh, playing in the background. But what I oh, what, yeah. what what cracked me the fuck up the most was they do all that, and it says in memoriam, and then they have the fucking like vigil, <laughs> vigil candle oh, yeah. image, but it's got the watermark with Getty images on it. <laughs> I fucking died.
2: Uh, the way that they did this, I was about to say, like, I mean, first of all, I had to say, is this a thing? And second of all, I love how they did it.
1: <laughs> it means, this so, is the one thing that so
2: really budget- real, like accurate it's yeah. so budgetless that I love it
1: and, it's like, and they
2: knew what they were doing when they fucking they, the they, boom mic comes down multiple times so. thanks
0: to so and so for doing that sick intro like what the fuck <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, it was so good i also uh, i love I, I love i love the setup and too in terms of like they do and this is something i really hope they explore more of because it's like yeah fucking half the population of earth was gone and it's like we aren't really talking about i mean we're i know we're going to talk about it in when, when we get to falcon and winter soldier um, but I wish more of the shows and more of the movies cov- or, or had more things spin off of that. Maybe they will. But
2: movie alluded to it way more than most other properties that they've released.
0: Yeah. Yep. Because it's like, yeah, there are fucking ripple effects. And there are like, that's a, fu- <laughs> it's a heavy shit. Like, it's one thing if it was like six months. But we're talking five fucking years. Five years. And they even alluded to that in a little intro where it's like, Man, I I I got blipped and my little brother's not even my little brother anymore. He's like, what the fuck? I <laughs> just yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's fucking well, true.
2: And later they say my wife left me and actually she was blipped away.
0: We had we we had a funeral for her that wasn't really a funeral and then hell you hear like um hell even May Parker, Aunt May says like when I blipped back in my apartment the woman who was moved in there thought it was a go. She thought it was like a, uh, you know, th- th- there's little, uh, uh, little mentions and hearsays to like, yeah, this is fucked up. It's a big thing. It's a big fucking deal, and it just. But it's so it's such a
2: succulent piece of meat that they <laughs> haven't taken advantage of. Right, it, it my mind. Rot out in the desert. Yeah.
0: I think we talked. I-, I can't remember when we talked about this. It was either on notebooks
2: with the Punisher.
0: Yeah, but I can't. I think it was on No Bucks Given we were talking about that it where on, good, I yeah. really and I, and I said I said I really wish that they could. I mean, you could easily do the Punisher or or some other potential other character with an origin story that may not either might maybe not be like direct, but maybe somehow tied into the events I, I think of the
2: Blink. Punisher is the. I think you fucking hit the nail on the head. The Punisher is the perfect yeah character to be centered around that and and like make it dramatic and make it human instead of otherworldly like everything else
0: cuz We'll, we'll we'll get into phase four shit when we get into phase four shit we're still in phase three goddammit. it so uh, while this all going on peter parker of course discusses with uh ned Leeds his plan to win over mj on whom he has a developed a crush on they are preparing for a class trip to europe and peter hopes that he can tell her how he feels i do love the little awkwardness and and that's something i want to just press upon this is that that you know marvel has this like formulaic type of comedy that i think we all know what we're fucking talking about at this point 23 films in there are some movies i don't there are some movies i mind it more than others or it's more annoying than others to me this is almost the perfect movie for it
1: well it's because it's those awkward like kind of dad joke situations and right that's my point Awkward, socially awkward teenagers that are talking that's my point if you're gonna
2: feature peter parker and you're gonna feature happy then you're gonna have that and this is where it works i agree with you guys also there's a point in time where he just jumped out of the room Hmm. like he was being like uh peter parker he was uh spider-man Yep. And they were talking to him, questioning him, and he just jumped and then it just cut him somewhere else. He jumped out of the room.
0: Yeah. Please don't tell me that's your big plot hole because
2: <laughs> No, it's not my big oh, plot okay. hole, but he just he did. Um, I had to mention it because he, she also threw a banana in his face.
0: Oh yeah, which <laughs> I, I mean, I, I do I'll get to that. Um, but I I mean, apparently he now has a crust for MJ which I I could nitpick and be like, well, we never saw any inklings of that, which we I didn't need to see it. I'm okay with that. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah
1: I... there were little snippets of it when he talked.
2: I'm one hundred percent okay with this.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I that's that, that's a big stretch for me, and and again, I have to go back to the fact of like, you know, as I mentioned in the homecoming review, this movie almost didn't happen because everything was like on a case by case basis with Sony and Spider Man. So like the fact that we even fucking got this movie was a fucking godsend. So they kind of had to like. Nudge it a little bit more, but yeah, there was a little inklings in Homecoming. I, that's that is a that is small potatoes in the grand scheme of things, especially when I'm yeah. I'm gonna fucking argue about and get on my sub box earlier well, later on.
1: Sure. Uh, sure we are we are all gonna be there.
0: Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm I'm curious if you guys are gonna be on the same boat. Have
1: the same sub box as you, I feel it. Well, I,
0: I, think I, I think I know. So anyway, so yeah. Peter um, later attends a fundraiser as Spider-Man with Aunt May, uh, played once again by Marissa Tomei, oh, uh, there to support him. And we learn that he that she also got blipped too, like I mentioned. They are met by Happy Hogan, played by John Favreau once again, who appears to be flirting with Aunt May. And he gives Peter a heads up that Nick Fury is going to call him, which he almost uh, does immediately. But Peter then ignores him since he has other things to worry about. Uh, of course, getting overwhelmed by reporters, which I actually really like that scene where he's like getting asked about like, you know, uh, are you now the lead Avenger? Yeah. What happens if aliens happen? Are you going to be the next Iron Man? He gets too overwhelmed and basically gets the fuck out of Dodge and then this lands. That's when
2: he jumps out of the, the room.
0: Yep. He jumps out of the room and then lands on the rooftop and he looks over to, of course, a beautiful, uh, what looks like spray painted memorial of the Iron Man head uh, next to him. And, of course, he just taking that emotional moment. So, so basement, this is this is the this is the frustration.
2: What?
0: You said, no. I th- oh said I thought you were saying this is the scene.
2: Oh, this is the scene where he jumps, where out he the jumps room, out the Oh, the room. Oh, oh where yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, he, he jumps up the room. He doesn't have Well he swings control. around. Yeah well that's not Sean. He, yeah, he jumps up the room and then he swings on a building. So that's that oh, okay. also like I mean he's got armbands. How the fuck you have to have matter to produce matter. Come on. Yeah? With those uh with his fucking web shooters. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, he, he built his
3: own special web shooters.
1: I know, <laughs> but they're
2: armbands.
3: Do you not remember that the Tommy McGuire one it literally just came out of his wrist? Well
0: that's not yeah. that's not him though. But he had like he does have armbands.
2: I know, but like where is that matter coming from to produce so much web? It's well, in liquid a li- form.
0: Yeah, there's a limitation, and he does have a liquid form of it. Oh,
2: my God. It, it, it looks like armbands that are – there's nothing in them at all. They but, are tiny armbands, and he produces massive searches of the web. Well, okay? no, if you – There's a reason we have a ball sack.
1: Well, do you not remember Tony Stark's sunglasses? Mm-hmm. They're an entire fucking computer built into the framework of Sungla. Yeah, yeah no, nothing makes sense.
2: Okay, I accept that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing makes sense, and I accept <laughs> that, that. This is just true to the form. Nothing oh, makes sense, and I accept. It.
0: Since since we're on the subject and we're kind of bouncing around because fuck it at this point anyway, I do love on some weird quirky level that after the events of Endgame, which apparently are now public knowledge, um that everyone's just like yeah okay with whatever weird shit that happens going forward
2: yeah yeah everybody's on, like man. this is life and which, uh this is this guy that uh didn't blip but he's now 18 and leaving high school which i <laughs> oh. mean
0: i mean after an event like that i i can't say that i mean i do question
2: the fact that everybody that's relevant to the story is somebody that blipped
1: Right. Every one of them.
2: Every single one. Even the teachers involved.
1: Peter, they all blipped. Aunt May, Mm -hmm. they all blipped.
2: I will also say that JB Smooth is criminally underutilized in this movie. Yes. Yes.
0: I love JB Smooth. I I, love him. He's
2: fucking incredible. (laughs) And he's so underutilized in this
0: movie. I 100% (laughs) agree. So good. Oh, man. Being a man yeah. of science, you know what I say it is? Witches. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, he's used, but he's underused.
0: You know what? I'm going to be the cool teacher right How now. Stop doing that shit. Bathroom. <laughs> fucking stop taking photos.
1: Exactly. Us. Exactly. He's I so, took an ambient.
0: He's so, he's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm on third shift. I'm taking <laughs> ambient. I, I bet you he didn't have a script. I don't give a shit. He was fucking hilarious. But anyway. No, he,
2: he's I fucking do. incredible. Most of that was I after. love him.
0: But uh, I did like oh, the scene, yeah. I, I did like the scene, I mean, the, without May and everything, and like the the teasing of the flirting uh, with... with... Aunt May
2: can get it, I'm not going to
1: lie. <laughs> she can. She can, any day of the week. <laughs> any day of the week.
0: Which is ironic, because <laughs> she used to date Robert Downey Jr. Um... But uh, the class then later heads out for the trip uh, out to Europe with Peter choosing to leave the Spidey suit behind in order to enjoy his vacation. But he later finds that, of course, Aunt May packed it for him anyway. So this is kind of what I was talking about in terms of, like, the, you know, what Baseman was mentioning earlier, where May, like, you know, Peter's trying to get get his bearings straight about whether or not to bring the suit, and May throws a banana and still hits him in the face. Oh, it's your Peter Tingle. No, don't, stop calling it your Peter Tingle. Stop calling it the Peter Tingle, which, yeah. which makes sense, because the Spider Sense doesn't sense non-danger.
1: It's only, it's, like, yeah, it's only stuff that is actually dangerous. And it's extremely
0: yeah. vague.
1: Or, or, or basically somebody
2: going to do something dangerous to you or what you're around, Yeah, where yeah, it, the banana wasn't really that. Uh, I'm surprised you didn't include the fucking Voltron box.
0: with the iron spire suit yeah
2: no i i'm going to the coat hanger
0: yeah yeah just it's it's fine it's it's, it's totally fine um and i don't know if you guys caught it too when he's when he's like no i'm gonna do this and, and i'm gonna just pack my bag and go when he slams his suitcase it's a blink and you miss it moment but this is how much of a fucking nerd i am when he slams the suitcase down uh the initials are um benjamin parker on the on the suitcase so it's it was Ben Parker's um
2: yeah I did not catch that, but it was an old looking suitcase so yep. good on you
0: I know this is how much of a fun
2: this this is how when something is played out mm-hmm. you use it in a show that is that def- like that moment is very pivotal for well... spider man.
0: Here, here's, here's what I'll say. I'm, try, I'm gonna try very, because I know Basement hasn't seen No Way Home. Um, they do a version of that. No Way Home.
2: Huh? I thought we were reviewing No Way Home for the last like seven days. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll, we'll get, we'll, yeah, we'll get, we'll lie. get,
0: we'll get there. When, when, when we get to No Way Home, they do their own version of that moment. And I'll be very, very honest. I think it's the i i out of all the iterations of it they've done in Spider-Man movies I think it's the best one I don't give a shit but we'll we'll get there when we get to it um so they uh the the students are all chaperoned by Mr Harrington played by Martin Starr and Mr Dell played by the wonderful J B Smooth <laughs> and are joined by other students including Flash Thompson Tony Revololi, uh, Revolori, hope I'm saying that names right uh Flash has some Funny little moments here and there. I'm not going to lie to um, who is still a big Spidey fan, but also still dumps on Peter Parker on the plane. Peter tries to get to Ned to help him to switch seats so that he can sit with MJ. But Ned only causes Mr. Hangton to take Peter uh, while MJ is sitting next to Brad Davis, who is one of the kids that didn't get dusted and grew into a handsome athletic superstar. Peter is clearly jealous while Ned sits to, uh, next to Betty and they end up becoming a couple. So this is kind of reinforcing the whole like balancing the peter parker and spider-man shit, and i know it's cheesy stuff but i I, this is what i like i like that like the 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 typical stereotypical high school like jealousy him trying to get the girl i'm all for it like this is this is this is the direction of the spider-man stuff i like to go in you know balanced at least
2: yes it makes sense for the character at the time and i do like yeah, I, I do like the fact that he, he he tries to manipulate the scene and then fails, and that's that. Uh, like the thing is, if you don't like this standard stuff, don't watch this movie.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. And uh, shout out to Bodo with some very interesting comments in the chat. Uh, man, that's that's some that's some funny funny shit. Um, but. Um, but no, I mean, it was it established it, boom, and we were when we were good to go. I also did love how Ned and Betty became a couple literally on the airplane.
1: In, in seconds. In seconds. It took one fucking yep. sentence, and they were just like, cool. Oh. I
2: mean, to me, this was – at first watch, I was like, okay. At second watch, I was like, if, first of all, you don't get in a relationship with somebody and call them babe in six hours.
0: I I think it's I th- high
1: school. They're I, high school students.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. I think it's more of a satire on like relation, uh, like fleeting relationships yeah, in high yeah. school, and like I, I mean, watch it. Like the writer's like, no, I just thought it was funny, and they just threw it in there for the sake of it. But that's the way I interpreted it, and I, and I thought it was fucking funny. Like it's just like, oh, I
2: mean, throwing it, throwing it in there for the sake of it is exactly what they did. Uh, they wanted to of his right. character and keep keep his character relevant because they want, like he's fun. He's the guy in the chair yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) you you gotta give him something to do in the meantime and um i recognize what it was but it doesn't mean i hated what it was
0: right i mean bob did you did with the whole like balancing of peter parker and 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 uh the spider-man stuff i mean did you enjoy like the more like high school shenanigans or high school troubles that he was going to get into like the, you know, and like the, Oh, I I'm jealous of this guy and I, I got to win MJ over kind of stuff.
3: Yeah. I, I like it just because it's a different takeover than what we've seen. You know, I feel like this Peter's kind of more accurate to what, what he was in the comics mm-hmm. because the Toby Maguire one, he was already grown up. He, he already had a job at the daily bugle. You know, he was, dating MJ, well, this, you know, you see more of his upbringing without fully going an origin story with it. I mean, they did
0: do a little bit of that with the Tobey Maguire versions with, like, him trying to balance out, like, his love life with MJ, but it is a different, you know, we're, we're looking at, like...
2: You know, I also feel like the weight of the world on a kid's shoulders is different than the wit of the world on an adult's shoulder.
0: Or an adult playing a 13 year old, yeah. Um, but no, no, I, I but, but no, like, I can't bet. I, right, <laughs> I, I, I personally prefer this. I know people always argue, like, oh, Tom Holland versus Andrew Garfield versus Tobey Maguire, who's I the best? Think Sp-
1: Tom
2: Holland is the best Spider Man for me.
0: I was He's about to say, the
1: part better because he looks the part, but I, he also sounds the part. Yes.
0: Yeah. I was about to say that's the the reason I like the Tom Holland version is because to me, and high a high schooler Peter Parker leans more towards the the character of Spider Man to me than say like a college student version of Spider Man.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Where you can balance out the real life and and the and I and I think that's the way he was I mean There are obviously a fucking bajillion different versions of Spider Man in the comics as far as like Peter and what age and blah blah blah. But but to me this is why I like the Tom Holland version because, you know, he's arguably one of the one of if not the most relatable Marvel character in history. And this and this this is the reason why. This movie kinda emphasizes it why.
2: I would say like if you're looking at movie wise, uh Tom Holland then uh fucking Seabiscuit and then andrew Gar- garfield See, for
1: me good. toby Maguire, yeah
2: well <laughs> andrew so- garfield for me was just he's he's a fine actor it's just it's not no he was
1: too no. gq model for me someone, yeah,
2: it's, it's, there's too much going on there
0: someone said in i can't remember where i read it or, or saw it but i'm gonna steal it and i actually once i read that i'm like fuck i completely agree Tobey Maguire, in, in my opinion, was a fantastic Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. I think Andrew Garfield was a fantastic Spider Man, but not the other way around. Yeah. Me me personally. I think that, like, because I like the quippy, like, smart Alec.
2: I mean, sp- to an extent, fucking B maybe,
0: maybe
2: Biscuit had a lot of quippy, <laughs> smart Alec ways.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's just a personal thing of me, and I think Tom Holland balances the both of them pretty well. My
2: my problem with Tom Holland, the only problem I have is the transition to maturity of the character that I don't think he will be able to do. He does the immature version great. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm curious how he will do the mature version.
1: Put up here, for you.
0: What I will say is, in my Watch opinion,
2: I haven't seen.
0: Yes, they. I I think that when we get there, that is one of the biggest things I like about No Way Home, in my opinion. And we'll get there when we get right. there. But but just saying, hold that idea, and tell and we'll revisit it again when we get there, seven oh years from now. Um, So Uh the the class first arrives in Venice, Italy, for their first stop. They stay in a crummy looking hotel, but they take the time to enjoy the sights. while Peter tries to get closer to MJ, even buying her a uh, a black Dahlia necklace because of course she likes the black Dahlia, referring of course to the murder, not the flower. Suddenly the water levels on the ground start rising and soon a massive water elemental, easy for me to say, begins Mm -hmm. to wreak havoc upon the city using water to flood the city or destroy buildings. Peter tries to do something about it, but he left his spidey suit back at the hotel. Beck, of course, then arrives and uses his powers to fight the water elemental, and he is able to subdue the creature's attacks before ultimately splitting the creature in two. He is seen as a hero by Peter's classmates, and after watching a news report on him, they start to call him Mysterio. I wonder if it's the October 1996 edition. Um, Hell of an intro for Mysterio. I mean, if you're going to make an entrance, Mm -hmm. that's the fucking way to do it.
1: Here's my problem. <laughs> it's fucking water. Yeah, you can split water in half. Guess what? It rejoins. Mm-hmm. And it's back alive. Right. It's fucking water.
0: But it's mysterious.
1: I
2: mean, here's my problem, Heather. It's an illusion, and water leaves traces for where it actually is.
1: Exactly. I mean,
2: my my biggest problem with this movie is what I'm about to say he is using drones to work magic where Mm -hmm. eventually you have to realize that this doesn't make sense. (laughs) Okay.
0: Let's tackle that. So, (laughs) I can sort of, I honestly can buy it. On the explanation they gave. In I can the-
2: buy it, buy it to a point where it becomes magic later on.
0: Mm-hmm. I, well, well, okay. The, the, on- the only thing I can say is I don't think – see, that's the tricky part.
2: The thing is the water and the fire and shit like that I can buy. I can't buy when visions of somebody beating up somebody are actually beating them up. Because that's impossible. It happens later. Trust me.
0: In this movie or a different movie?
2: In this movie. In this movie.
1: Oh 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 oh! First parts.
0: Took me took me took me a second. I'm like, the fuck part you talk? Yeah, okay, we'll get there. Um, the the water part though. I mean. I, I kind of dug, you know, vi- vi- that's what i to say too. Visually, amazing this movie.
2: Uh, I, I love the set pieces for this movie. I love using Europe, and I love using how they worked it in every scene they do. Because I have to think, in my mind, they were on set. Be- they were on, they were where they were, in my honest opinion. I don't know if that's true, but it looked spot
0: on. Let me let me quickly look at that, but I believe they were. But but even like...
2: I think a few scenes were filmed over in Italy. I, be- all, I Or like in Europe in general, because once you go there, moving around Europe is cheap as shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I'm just looking through here. They, they, were, be in be be they be were in Venice. They were
2: in everywhere else <laughs> that they went to. So I can't remember it.
0: Uh, most of it looks like it was filmed in London. Uh, Um. Oh nope, they were they were where they were.
2: Yeah. Uh, principal photography. I mean, it 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 looks like they are where they are. That's the
0: thing. Yep, they were in Italy, England, Mm -hmm. um, London, as I mentioned before, Venice. Um.
2: Yeah. I mean I love that. I I love the fact that like they're gonna shell out the money to go there. Prague, and Czech also, Republic, yeah. And also most of what they did there is people on a boat, people in a walkway. It right. doesn't really have to matter. But um,
0: uh, not all yeah. of it was there, but they did they did you know, did did do certain yeah. scenes. But no, uh, uh was to say it was visually not just in terms of the European setting, but also when you get to like some of the hardcore illusions. I need an edible for that for that stuff and just see how that's going to mm-hmm. be specifically I mean, one it, part
2: I mean it's I, I, the, for me it's kind of mind-boggling that you can get like a computer to like do this though they do explain it later uh, like I, I like they pre-programmed shit to make it look like a natural destruction.
0: Some of it, mm. some of the illusions. I will be very upfront with. Specifically, when like Mysterio's picking apart Spider-Man, um, I'm like, okay, M- maybe that's not what the fuck's happening. But I understand. I-, I suspended my my, my I mean, mind I'm, for a I'm moment. I'm with you.
2: Yeah, In we, terms we of, all like, knew we all knew something was going on because. We know Mysterio is not a fucking
0: hero Well, well no, I'll, I'll talk about one specific scene a little bit later on But anyway, so um, Peter and Ned go back to their room But Ned, of course, gets tranquilized by Nick Fury Which, fucking hilarious He has been trying to get Peter's attention And it hasn't worked until now They have to leave the room and talk in order in private Since everyone keeps interrupting them I don't know about you, you fucking cracked up at this scene Because basically, like, everyone keeps walking in his room He's like, if one more person comes in that room you're gonna be, t- We're gonna be going to another funeral I'm like, you fucking entered here, you dick um, yeah,
2: the last funeral was Tony Stark. Don't mention that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fury takes Peter to a secret hideout to meet Maria and Beck. Beck explains that he is from an alternate Earth, which is where the elementals come from. Uh, this was supposedly caused by the snap, and Beck claims that the fire elemental was the one that destroyed his homeworld and his family. Fury wants Peter, uh, Peter's help to get uh, to fight him back, but he feels he isn't the Avenger that is qualified to fight beings uh, like these. So, a lot of exposition in this scene, um, and. What I find really interesting is that um it's it's kind of a mini little nudge to a foreshadowing of shit that's gonna go down later on sort of mm-hmm. I also
2: feel like it's welcome welcome and acceptable by people that probably would have- a lot of questions about a multiverse before the multiverse is there. Except
0: yep. I have a big, 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 big problem with this part. Mm-hmm. This is this is my soapbox moment.
2: Oh, uh, I might be soapboxing with you.
0: Don't tell me. So we we all know what the deal is with Nick Fury at the end of the movie, right? Even <clears throat> mm-hmm. <clears throat> even assuming that they are on similar levels of intelligence, maybe not completely. It's not like Quentin Beck changed his fucking name.
2: That is 100%
0: true. So you mean to tell me that no one would have thought twice that, oh, this person's also a former Tony Stark employee.
1: Mm-hmm. There's mine. That's
2: my soapbox. Uh, that's not my soapbox, but it's a salt soapbox.
0: <laughs> like I, I I get that he like tricked and eluded people and, and maybe the story was like oh I'm a different Quentin Beck but like I I, I don't know like that, that that just seems a little like like if he changed his name at the at the very least easy buy oh, fine right. cool
2: I, I have a question is it only is the same Fury in this movie.
0: It's assumed the... so it's oh, yeah. assumed so based off of what I said at the beginning earlier but e- but even even still y- you wouldn't i mean if, if 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 well
2: no, you wouldn't look into him at all, he'd just right give him the the kingdom
0: yep, yeah. but no one else, no one
1: i mean fury sits there and I- Background checks to people that come to mow his lawn. To to be honest with you,
2: I kind of dislike the swerve of this movie because it, I don't think it needed to happen.
0: Are you talking about the mid credit scene or the, or what? No,
2: like, uh, like basically, That's hey, I'm Mysterio because I've been done wrong.
0: No, that I actually really like because it does. No, t- I,
2: I I like I like the idea of him being done wrong or I don't think it needs to be like integral to the rest of the storyline in terms of like hey he did barf and barf is bad and hey he did this and this is bad and this is why people are following me to be I honest- mean I don't know if it needs to be so personal and because it's so personal I think this is why this happened
0: Yes, it did. It's a double-edged sword. on On one hand, I actually like it because that that's the that's the modification to the character in the comics. Quentin Beck was not a, a Stark employee. Everything else was accurate as far as being like special effects and all that stuff, and being like a robber and stuff like that. So it kind of is the same on that aspect. I think, honestly, for me. I would have bought a lot more of this if Fury wasn't in the movie. Mm Mm-hmm. If you took Nick Fury completely out of this thing and Maria Hill and took him completely out and left almost everything else. Yes, I would have. I would have bought a lot more of this. Um, And I mean, granted, we don't know. We don't know fully yet why what happens with Nick at the end of the movie happens. Um, I,
2: actually, I actually
0: hate that part of the movie to be honest but well it's supposedly going to be addressed in the future series anyway well what but, was but that that's my soapbox it's like he didn't change his fucking name so before we see the mid-credit scene assuming that we know this is still Nick Fury you mean to fucking tell me that Nick Fury wouldn't have known that a guy named Quentin Beck is coming in with these powers and it's like Oh, weird. Quentin Beck's also the name of a Stark employee, or former Stark employee. That's suspicious.
2: My soapbox is the fact that drones are apparently magic. Yeah. Right. You didn't know that? That's, that's another soapbox of mine, too. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's my soapbox, because it gets ridiculous. It, it, it holds its ground for a while, but then it gets absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous.
0: So, which, par- which part? part?
2: Uh, uh in the anda, in, it's not actually there. First of all, if you're going, a drone is mm-hmm. operating on a computer program. Yes, if you're going to write a computer program, you have to have the foresight to write one, mm-hmm. right? Um, what the mm-hmm. fuck happens with him and Peter Parker?
1: Peter figures out he's not as good of a guy, no, as but like the, the, the
2: actual movie establish, establishes them running through like routes of how this program is going to work and it's like i want to up the fight i want to up the destruction two times yep and then it goes to a place where it's like who wrote
0: this yeah <laughs> well it, it, from from what it looks like every drone has the exact same capabilities right
1: mm-hmm.
2: at least it's the, presumed this scene, this, this scene makes no sense all I'm gonna say.
0: what the scene with quentin and they explain how the drones work lose your basement did you mute yourself is he dead
1: rogers might have killed him no (laughs) 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 and for those of you watching no not steve rogers rogers is canada's crappy internet service
0: (laughs) but we'll we'll i guess we'll cross that bridge when basement um climbs out from underneath it um no? Okay. So so Peter's now not, not involved. He's like, I'm out. I don't want anything to do with this. So Fury hijacks the class's vacation by having his employee, Dimitri, act as a driver to their new and unexpected destination, Prague, as Fury and Beck have learned that that's where the fire elemental is set to strike. But before heading out, Peter's taken by a tall woman sent by Fury to give him a stealth suit. She orders him to take his clothes off and put it on, but he's found out by Brad, who takes a pick of Peter in what looks like a compromising position. Peter runs after him to get rid of the pick, but Brad says he knows that Peter likes MJ too, and he thinks that showing her this will make her lean more towards Brad. On their trip, Peter of course finds Tony's high-tech glasses known as Edith, voiced by Don Michelle King, which of course stands for the great acronym, Even Dead, I'm the Hero. Uh, which Tony left for his successor. Peter asks Edith to handle Brad, which is misinterpreted as a request for an attack, and Peter has to somewhat discreetly stop the incoming drone from killing Brad, as well as the whole class. He just, as Edith, hack into Brad's phone, and of course, delete the picture. And we lost ourselves one Canadian basement. But, yeah. um, but you know what, though? Uh, this, this is another one of those, like, Peter dealing with the weight on his world... Uh,
1: this is him trying to figure out the suit all over again.
0: Yeah, basically. Which
1: Activate I to be instant kill. Oh wait, no no no, don't do that.
0: <laughs> which I which I uh which I which I love. And of course, Baseman just told us he did lose power. So, damn it, Bobbit, you made him lose power, and no, I'm I'm kidding. Um but I, I kind of love this like kind of innocent ish fun where he accidentally calls a drone strike on a a guy he doesn't and then he has to secretly take him out by like jumping out and, and take. I, I mean, yeah, it's a little, it's a, it's fucking ridiculous and over the top, but like, I still loved it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's still like that mix of the Spider-Man he's
1: and- back to his awkward side.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: So it's just, it's one of those little things. That it's like he's still an awkward teenager. He doesn't know how to communicate pop- properly.
0: <laughs> right and it's it's the awkwardness what i also what i also personally loved is when he and when he fucking slapped flash because one thing that is established and for those of you who may or may not know oops as i try to fix my light here there we go is that peter does indeed have super strength it's not as maybe as strong as other heroes in the mcu but he does have super strength he just doesn't use it um and so it took me a minute. I'm like, oh shit! He used a he slapped Flash and knocked him out uh, because he was fucking around with the Edith glasses and everything. So um, personally, I just love the fact that like this this felt like one of those awkward things where like I got to protect the class, but I got to take out this drone strike that I accidentally called in and blah blah blah. And I I just love the scene personally.
1: It's one of it's one of the better scenes that, that again, JB Smooth. Don't be taking pictures of people in the bathroom. Oh, no more phone.
0: So good, <laughs> so good. Uh, Bob, what did you think about the scene where, like, you know, Peter gets the glasses and he accidentally calls the drone strike on Brad? Did you? What did you think about that whole like the whole rigmarole with that?
3: I loved it because that's exactly what any of us would have done if we was in that in that position, especially with that photo. Because I mean. Let's be honest. Being, you know, any of us would, you know, put on those glasses and be like, no, I don't want you to kill him. I just want you to erase that photo.
0: And then, and and then accidentally murders a student. Yes, that's been there, Uh, done that. (laughs) Been there, done that. Um, But no, I'm right there with Heather in terms of like the awkwardness with the character and everything. So that's. it, it's a, right up the alley, so I just I just love that. It's like, oh, great! Now he has to, you know, worry about this dickwad and blah blah blah. So as the gang moves to Berlin, Peter and Beck are called by Fury and Maria to discuss forming a new team. Peter privately meets with Beck, and Peter thinks that Beck is one that truly deserves Edith, since he thinks Tony only left it for him to choose who is worthy of succeeding Iron Man. Uh, and after Peter leaves, Beck, uh, well, I, I kind of jumped around a little bit here. We do see. Um, We at this point we do see them set up to basically take down the fire elemental, Uh, and then we see you know Peter basically having to ditch out MJ, which of course I did like the awkwardness of like you can see more of the the relationship. I want
1: to tell you why I have to run away, but I have to run away. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's 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 more of that awkwardness between them. And I don't know about you, but I fucking cracked up when they go to the opera, and you know because Peter's like saying we gotta get the kit, you know, gotta get the glass away from where this fire elemental is going to show up and uh, they go to the opera and he, and he takes off and Brad just goes and does the middle finger <laughs> to Peter on the as Peter leaves. And I, I just, I thought that was funny as hell. Um, but of course, Peter and Beck fight the fire elemental, in which case Spider-Man is in his new stealth suit, although the news is calling him the night monkey. Uh, they defeat yeah. the they defeat the fire elemental with Mysterio presumably flying into the fire elemental and exploding it from the inside. So although hurt, they did get uh, they were successful. Nick has a a talk with uh, Mysterio saying we need a, we need someone like you. We need an Avenger like you. Um, you know you should become you should come with us. And uh, Nick also kind of gives the ultimatum to Spider Man. It's like listen, you want this, you want that. You need to make a choice. Stark chose you. Which is a bit overwhelming for poor Peter Parker. So, um... After Peter leaves, uh, um... Beck takes down what is, uh, you know, uh, the whole dilapidated building. Everyone there... Oh, wait, no, this is... I'm way up ahead. I'm sorry. I skipped a bunch of notes here. Holy shit.
1: You're way down the line.
0: Um... So... Where am I here? I jumped... Wow, I jumped a whole lot. Um... So, Spidey's firing a web at the beast, which of course pulls something out of it and makes it a land near a hidden MJ. Mysterio then uses his powers to dive in the elemental chest and destroy it. Peter goes down to make sure he's okay. However, he still gets chewed out by Fury for not doing, uh, doing what he told him to do. As the gang moves to Berlin, Peter and Beck are called by Fury and Maria to discuss forming a new team. Um,. And as I said before, Peter privately meets with Beck and Peter thinks that Beck is the one that truly deserves Edith since he thinks Tony only left for him to choose who is worthy of the seating Iron Man, not actually being the new Iron Man. But of course, after Peter leaves comes the big reveal... And Beck takes down what has been a whole illusion in a dilapidated building. Everyone there works for him, and they are disgruntled former employees of Stark Industries that Beck has been making up the elementals the entire time to get people to see him as a hero, using drones to create the destruction left behind by their appearances. He and everyone there have been pissed at Tony for stealing their work his binary augmented retro-framing barf, and they have all worked together to get people to forget about Iron Man or Spider-Man and to make way for Mysterio. Um, So this is a little tricky for me. It's
1: very tricky for me. I mean, that building, that that floor alone is filled with what? 20, 30 people? Maybe more that we don't see yet? It's like all of these people hated tony and nothing was said behind to pepper about all of this uh,
0: it, yeah there's there, there's there's bits and pieces like that that i just kind of like eh. part of me loves the twist on the mysterio character so when i was mentioning about like mysterio's origin in the comics Mysterio was a like special effects person on a movie who kind of turned into criminal and so was able to create these vast illusions and whatnot. And the idea being is that he could trick everybody, but Spider-Man has his spider sense. And so it's, it's a, it's a fun, you know, play with, with a, a specific type of villain with, you know, in, in counteraction to Spider-Man. Part of me also does love the fact that they did tie him into Tony somehow as being a bitter revenge person. I even like the fact that, you know, Barf was mentioned in Civil War. It was a clip they showed from the Civil War when they introduced Tony uh, with his, like, therapy sessions. So it was kind of like, oh, that's neat. They, they did sort of tie a bunch of things in together. Um, <clears throat> I also giggled at the fact that, once again, Tony creates another fucking villain. Uh... It, it is a little, and I, I also do love the fact that we see the guy from the first Iron Man movie where Obadiah stains yelling at him, it's Tony Stark used to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. And it's the same scientist. So part of me loves that. But like you said, Heather, part of me is like, you mean to tell me that there's like, what? At, 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 let's be generous. 15 people in the bar when the illusions dropped and all this all of this went under the radar. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It, it, that, that seemed a little, little suspicious for me. And again, back to the whole idea of like, nobody thought like Quentin Beck was, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just me. I mean, Bob, but did you, did you, what what did you think about the scene with like the reveal of, of Mysterio? Mysterio's. Oh, so.
3: Oh, I- I loved it because, because you knew there was something behind it, like, but you didn't know what. Because no, because okay, if you were to flown into that ailment, if that element was real and you flown into it, he would have died. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean you're not wrong Let's there.
3: Let's be
1: honest. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we have JP on the call.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone should be dead again. Again,
3: he again. does bring up some good points every now and then.
0: So, I, did did you did you know Mysterio's origin story before seeing this?
3: Yes, because of the Spider-Man Two PS2 game.
0: So you knew that, like when you saw the trailer for this, that you're like, oh, well, there's the villain. Uh huh. Okay. So, I was hoping the entire movie he was gonna call him Fishbowl Head. <laughs> So did you think that the way they kind of twisted it to add like Mysterio's tie-in to Tony Stark, did you think, yay, nay, stupid, not stupid?
3: Well, in the context of the MCU, I like it. But if this was like a solo film, and they, and they, and they did it with that, that I would, I would have been a little perturbed by. i have been like, eh, that's not nearly necessary. But where this is tied to the MCU... I liked it. It, it, is, it is. like It
0: I'm, is. I'm kind of on the same boat with Heather. Like it's, 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 it's kind of eh, tricky. I like, I I do. I, I don't want to have everything referenced to Tony, <laughs> you know, like, yes, he's gone. And yes, Tony did. There's a lot. There's a lot you can do with Tony. There's a lot of references and things that you can spurn off of Tony Stark at this point, because let's face it, you know, right. love, love him or hate him. He's the godfather of the MCU. But at some point oh, yeah. we got to get away from him completely, and I think we're either at that point or close to that point until fucking Ironheart shows up or Armor Wars because God forbid. But um,
3: we'll, we'll yeah, s- I'm not, I, I'm am not nine percent sure. Phase four, they wanted to get away from Tony. That's why he's not being referenced at all. In phase four,
0: well, we'll see how that goes. I mean, there's. There's still so much things they can do. I mean, now the door's fucking wide open between dimensions, time travel, and God knows what else. And God, yeah so. For now. yeah, so seriously, um, but oh th- good God, yeah, yeah, um, I see Basement was in the chat just a minute ago. Uh, I love when he TKO Flash. What the fuck? What the fuck is happening to Canada? I don't, I don't know, Basement. You tell me. That's why I gotta move to the states, man. Move to the states. Yeah. Um, but Basement, if you're still They're watching, really stable internet then. Yep. <laughs> well. Eh. Um. So. <laughs> Peter Peter goes back to the hotel to invite MJ to go out with him without anybody else. As he tries to tell her how he feels, she cuts him off to reveal she knows that he's Spider-Man due to the many coincidences involving them being in the same places at the same time. She then pulls out what she found at the site of the fire elemental fight, a projector that shows Mysterio fighting the as-yet-seen-air elemental. Uh, the two realize that it's that Beck is behind the elementals and that he is a fraud. As Beck and his goons prepare for the Air Elemental Avengers-level attack, they find that the missing projector from one of their drones is in Peter's hand. Did either of you get a little bit turbed at the fact that Peter and MJ deduced that Beck was a fraud in, like, fucking seconds?
1: Yes. Yep.
0: Like... Yeah. She's you... a
1: snarky little brat of a teenager with the with a high intelligence level. Yes. However, she's still a fucking teenager. How the fuck could she figure that out and not Nick Fury with an entire fucking database behind him?
3: Well not only that, but if I was Peter and I seen him fly into the, the elements I'll be like, Wait a minute, that ain't right. I mean I mean, y- yeah, you obviously
0: cl- clearly can tell that something's wrong and then figuring out it's a projector, but like I, I don't know. Part of me was a little bit like that. How the hell did the projector work on its own? Like conveniently at that. There's there's a guess, lot there. I could I could yeah yeah. yeah I I I know. I
1: think that's the scene Basement was talking about as well. As far as you know, who could have programmed this when it's not supposed to be shown yet?
0: Well. Uh, excuse me it could be a, it could be a memory thing there, there's a couple of explanations that it could be but but it just i you know because the movie has to happen oh right yeah yes. you know that's the pitch meeting little exa- example <laughs> again i'm kind of i'm kind of I'm kinda nitpicking at that part but at the same time it's like uh... it's
1: nick fucking fury with the entire database of shield no matter what if it's still standing or not it's still fucking there
0: uh-huh. I honestly think that's my biggest issue with this movie is Nick Fury. If if you even knowing what we know towards the end with the mid credit scene, if you just took him out, if yes. you took Nick I'm not, if, fucking keep Maria Hill for God's sakes, or some other side character like Hawkeye or some shit. Just not Nick Fury, because Nick Fury is supposed to know everything. and He's he the he... most
1: paranoid motherfucker in the entire fucking MCU.
0: And yes, he says at the beginning that he was blipped away, and it was five years later, and he doesn't know shit when he was confronting Peter about recruiting him. It's just, it's really, really hard to swallow that pill. Personally. Um... But Peter goes to meet with Fury and Marie about Beck's true motives, but it turns out Beck has caught up to Peter first and has created an entire illusion to trap him. He taunts Peter for not being the hero he wants to be and even forces him to endure a projection of Tony bursting from his grave and coming out to terrorize him, fucking one of the best visuals in the entire fucking movie. It appears as though Fury subdued Beck and asks Peter who else had told him about Beck, and he admits that he told MJ and Ned and that Ned probably told Betty, but this turns out to be yet another one of Beck's tricks, and he now knows to kill Peter's friends. He also put Peter in the path of a speeding train, which appears to strike him, but Peter is merely hurt really, really bad and, of course, passes out on the train. Here's what I will say about this part. Visually, the best part... Yeah, the best part of the entire fucking movie, like the visuals of the effects between Beck and Spider-Man... This this particular scene, loved it. If you try to analyze it any deeper than that, my nose will start to bleed.
1: Well, actually, when it comes down to it, with how they were used in that instant, is actually how holograms are supposed to work.
0: There's only supposed
1: to give that illusion of you are not where you were.
0: There's only one part that I disagree with that on, and it's when he's in the. It's the illusion where he's like in a snow globe.
1: Yes, that I do agree with, but... That, other than that, you're right. Essentially, that is exactly... And this is the first time, the first fucking time, that we have something that is scientifically possible in today's world, yes. in an MCU universe, that is actually used correctly in certain aspects.
0: Baseman says the drone tech is implemented hilariously badly. I... I, I if, they, if they explained more... The limitations or lack thereof of the drones. If they went just a little bit more into detail, uh, I would be much happier. I I can I, I can buy most of what the drones can do, yes. but, but but there are a couple of things that do make you go like, huh, or or real like. And maybe this is what Baseman was alluding to earlier. When you have, like, creatures that are called the Elementals, you're obviously going to do what you can to make, like, there's... (laughs) How do I say this? There's going
1: to be a trail. Well... If they were real, there would be a trail behind them, especially with a water or a fire one.
0: What I was about to say was, like, unless they have different weapons on them, aside from, like, the machine guns that they showed, as far as, like... Causing damage or like other effects. I, well, they had the ones that could like project the water underwater. At the at the at the very final fight. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to know more about them because if they if they all have different if they if 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 they have different weapons that line up with fire, water, then I'm sold. I, I can I can buy that because then you can position those specific ones to be in specific spots to make it look like the damage was caused by fire, water, etc. But if they all have the same and they have those fucking machine guns, then that's that's fucking bullshit, because you wouldn't mean yeah. to tell me that, like, oh, it's water damage. Really? Those look like fucking bullet holes. Yes. Right. So that's or what i th- a
1: fucking bomb, you know, <laughs>
0: right? It's, yeah,
1: it's just it, it, it comes along. It goes along with the same conversation we have with every single one of these fucking movies. Power scaling.
0: Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's that's... not
1: just the fucking characters. It is the weapons that are used as well. We have no idea what power scaling they have for anything in this movie, yeah, or any movie, yep, that is in the MCU.
0: Uh, I mean, Bob, are you on the same train with us on this? Well, no pun intended. Are you on the same train with us?
3: I
1: would say, who train?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. It's just <sighs> these drones are more problematic than what they're worth.
0: I mean, do you
1: think that?
3: That's kind of my other gripe. Train's coming
1: for Spidey, but Spidey senses no work?
0: Well, he's completely thrown off. So if, if he, he... I bet you the Spidey senses were going off, but with the illusions going he on that like crazy, he, he couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. So I can kind of buy that because it, it, it you know, split second and it shuts off. It's like, what the... And then boom, because that's, that's the beauty slash curse of the spider senses that, like, it's danger, but it's vague danger. You don't know what the fuck is going on, which when we get to it is actually the best use of it was in No Way Home again. And I can't, I, I know I'm still fucking praising No Way Home, but I'm just saying they 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 start to get things right in this movie that they almost, quote-unquote, in my opinion, perfect in the next one. But we'll get there. Um, so... Peter wakes up in a jail cell in the Netherlands, and of course, after uh, breaking out, which I loved, I love that scene just because
1: being alone had me damn near <laughs> pissing my pants. You guys okay
0: wow. in there? And then did they just shut the fucking jail cell behind them? <laughs> um, this, everyone's so nice here. Uh, after breaking out, he calls Happy to come get him. While Happy tends to his wounds, Peter breaks down and says that he doesn't get why Tony would pick him as his successor when he keeps screwing everything up. Happy reassures him that Tony believed in him for a reason. He knew Peter would be the hero he needs to be. Peter picks himself up and goes to create himself a suit, a new suit, from Tony's computer before they head to London to, of course, rescue his friends. Um, break out the tissues. This was my right in the feels scene. I got really, I saw this movie with my son uh, when it came out in theaters and I got emotional at the, at this particular, this particular scene. And I have no shame in saying that Tom Holland's performance, the subject, like I, I relate with that. I relate with that conversation on so many levels and that feeling on so many levels. I'm like, Fuck you Marvel. You hit me right where I didn't want you to hit me in the feels. God damn it. So this to me, this is the best scene in the whole fucking movie.
1: It it's it harkens to also the relationship that Peter had with Tony as well that it just carried over to Happy. I mean, and Happy reminding him, you know, Tony was never perfect. Tony fucked up a whole shit ton of times, but he's still the greatest remembered hero.
0: I don't think I could have written Happy's dialogue any better. No, I think his. I think I don't want to say it's a perfect scene, and I'm obviously saying it's bi- I'm biased, and because I have a more of a emotional connection to that scene than anything else. But that for this
1: movie in this set, it's the perfect scene. Fun, it, it is the perfect, the perfect yeah, scene.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> it, Just just my opinion. I mean, Bob, it maybe you feel otherwise. What you what you think about this one?
3: This to me was prove that this was the Spider-Man that I wanted to see on screen because the other Spider-Mans you never saw him get emotional like this with another person.
0: No, and it was in- this. Yeah.
3: This brings out the human side of, of Peter Parker that we've rarely seen in on film and games or anything.
0: This is the stressor situation. This is when everything's going wrong, the shit's hitting the fan, he doesn't know what to do, his friends are in trouble. He he's 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 baffled, he's confused, he's frustrated, it's it's just everything is just is it the, the the dam is cracking and it's breaking. And he needed that little pep talk from Happy to reassure him, like, you know, this is this is what's the you know, this is the reality of it. It's basically it's not the uncle it's not the Uncle Ben moment, but it's equivalent to it on an emotional scale of like this is what you need to remember. This is, you know, who you are and and this and that. I think the idea of like, you know, I don't think Tony would have done what he did if he didn't think that everything would be fine with you being here. It just harkens mm-hmm. back to that scene in Endgame. So it just fucking right in the feels. God damn it. Uh baseman said in the chat, the Netherlands aren't this nice to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, i'm not surprised didn't think so i just i, I did laugh and it's like can i have your phone yeah everyone here's so nice like it's yeah you know, i just thought it was funny so the class is taking a tour bus ride around london but it's driven by one of course of beck's goons they stop on the london bridge as mysterio gets the air elemental ready to attack spidey but then shows up in a new suit ready for battle happy goes to get ned mj betty and flash but his jet gets blown up and they have to hide in a medieval tower as the drones go after them I don't know about you. I also fucking giggle. It's like I'm here to get you. I work. I work with Spider Man. You work for Spider Man. I work with Spider Man. Like get in the jet. Boom. New plan. <laughs> cute, cute little moment. Loved it. Um, I also love when JB smooth like, oh man, they're combining the powers like the Power Rangers. You're thinking of Voltron. <laughs> just, just nerdy little shit uh they they of course hide in a room but nj manages to knock out one of the drones with a mace before having to stay in a locked room spidey enters the illusion of the air elemental and webs all the drones together to make them crash and break the illusion he proceeds to destroy more drones before mysterio has him cornered and faces a horde of drones directed at him while under an illusion using his spider sense spidey dodges all the drones destroys them all and in the chaos one of them shoots mysterio peter goes to get edith but beck attempts one last illusion to kill him but it fails leaving Beck to die in disgrace Peter then disables all the drones and then afterwards he and MJ run into the bridge to meet with each other uh they acknowledge their mutual feelings and of course they kiss with Fury trying to get Peter again but Happy tells him to leave the kid alone since he's with his new girlfriend so obviously everything comes that comes in a crescendo here in a nice little bow I didn't mind the stuff with MJ and and Happy as far as like the side stuff like you have to kind of like wrap up that little you know because he's targeting yeah. them this fight scene with Peter was absolutely fantastic. I love it. You know, the 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 fight scene with Vulture at the end of Homecoming was my favorite of the movie because, again, it's not this whole – this movie has more action scenes, obviously, and more fight scenes. But I really love the final fight with Vulture and Spider-Man in, in Homecoming. But this one trumps it by a lot, especially with the double illusion ending where the, the hallway goes completely dark, and he's like – no more illusions, no more of that. And then I still love when he catches the fucking gun on the second go around. I'm just like fucking. That's that's so good. So I I love the ending, and I also love the 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 infamous line from Beck at the end. Peter or uh, people will will, people believe whatever you want them to, or something along those lines.
1: Yeah, people believe whatever they see, and when I I show them what they want to see.
0: Yes, that yes. <laughs>
1: I can't believe I remembered that.
0: <laughs> Good shit. It w- it was, I, there's not, I really have no complaints about this and it took me a minute, but if you notice, like when everything's going crazy, you see what's his name, the, the assistant from Obadiah staying the first one, the guy who's like handling everything, he's uploading something and then grabs a file and then gets the hell out of Dodge, which we know that's going to be in a minute. But, um, you know, the, the sweet tender moment ending with MJ and she reveals, you know, I don't usually let people get too close. So I lie. And yeah, the reason I was I, I was more than just watching you because I thought you were Spider-Man and because I also had feelings and a cute moment. So, I mean, action was awesome. Love the scene with Spider-Man. There was a lot of creative moments with his webs. I don't know if you caught that. Like there was some really cool moments creatively with the way he was attacking the drones and stuff.
1: Yeah, it, they definitely amped up his abil- his abilities with this and made him more spider-like, going from place to place, basically using methods that actual spiders that are here in the real world would do. Like, we have jumping spiders, we have speedy spiders, we have spiders that don't build web- webs, we have spiders that build webs, it's just, they actually made him Spider-Man.
0: Yep. <laughs> Bobby, you right there, too?
3: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: Did uh, What did you think about the end scene with, with uh, the crescendo with uh, the fight sequence, the drones, and then the final fight with Mysterio and death of Mysterio?
3: Oh, God, I fucking loved it because, uh, because I didn't think Mysterio was going to die in this. I thought, you know, he's going to somehow live and... Holy shit! That whole that just whole battle scene was just cool as shit. Especially with like with like the 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 effects, and the Shit, that they used, so cool.
0: They're with you. So, of course, the happy ending, the students return home. Peter and Happy have a conversation with May down to discuss their uh, their apparent developing relationship. But, of course, Happy and May are on totally separate pages. So cute little thing there. Peter then goes out to meet with MJ for a date at Spider-Man. and He takes her for a swing around the city, although the heights, of course, are freaking her out. We then get to the mid credit scene, of course, after their date. Spidey drops off MJ on the streets. They then overhear a breaking news broadcast in the middle of the city, but apparently Beck recorded a video right before his death and sent it to the Daily Bugle. It is shown by none other than the ruthless and antagonist chief editor, J. Jonah Jameson, uh, played none other than, of course, by the wonderful um, Mr. Love the
1: continuity here. I What's love that? Love the continuity I
0: love the continuity. Oh, yeah. Played once again, of course, by the uh, absolutely fantastic uh, J.K. Simmons, who, I shit you not, I can never, I I can and I will never uh, picture anybody else. There would never be another. Nope. Ever. Uh, Fucking loved it. Uh, so, of course, he uh, plays a doctored video done by Beck to make people think that Spider-Man orchestrated the drone attack on London. Uh, then Be- Beck then shouts that uh, as Peter Parker uh, that uh, then shouts out that Peter Parker is Spider-Man to the whole city, leaving New Yorkers in disbelief over their hero and putting Peter in a very troubling position, yelling, what the fuck? And then it cuts off right at the big time. So it has now been revealed to the entire world that Peter Parker is spider-man of course the post-credit scene is the one we were kind of hinting to the entire time that fury and maria are revealed to have been revealed as none other than the scrolls talos and his wife soren from that we saw in uh, in captain marvel they were ordered by fury to give edith to peter and talos gives fury an update on what just happened but before you can get into the details of all the craziness that happened in this movie fury is then shown uh, to be relaxing on a scroll ship which apparently he is of course commandeering to end the movie So, there's a lot to take in here, and there's two really big things. First and foremost, that mid credit scene um, is very interesting. So, number one, as I mentioned at the beginning of this review, this was supposed to be, or theoretically, the last Spider-Man movie in the MCU. So, presumably, if nothing else happened after this, as far as what we'll talk about when we get to the movie, this was going to be the last time we see Spider-Man in the MCU. And I gotta be honest with you, if that was the ending... No, 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 because the idea that the entire world knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man is something that has not been addressed in any of the movies and is a very fascinating thing because there's only been a very handful of times that people know or the world knew that Spider-Man was Peter Parker. So it opens up a completely new avenue of storytelling and opportunities that obviously are going to be completely explored in No Way Home. But I would have been bullshit if this was the last one.
1: Yeah. I mean, you, don't, you don't have a superhero's secret identity leaked to the world. And then have nothing happen after. Yep. You can't. Unless that is what the entire basis of the movie is. Which is what they did with the next one. But when you end the movie with that you can't just leave it there. You right. can't. You piss off the entire fan base. Even the people like myself who were burnt out on this fucking particular franchise of the yep. MCU. Yep. If it was left here, I would have broken my TV. I mean, I
0: I get that the relationship with Sony and Marvel was still on, on you know, uncertain terms for the most part or, you know, case by case basis. I, I sort of understand that. The point is, is that like, how do I say this without going into too much spoiler territory? Spider-Man No Way Home, sort of wraps up everything. Sort of. I will say this right now, and I'll say this when we get to the movie. If that is the last time we see Spider-Man No Way, uh, excuse me, I almost said Spider-Man No Way Home. If this is the last time that we see Spider-Man in the MCU with No Way Home, I'll be happy. I'll be very happy. Because aside from that mid-credit scene, which they left wide open for again another movie, because fuck you, Marvel. Um, if if they leave, if we never see Spider-Man after No Way Home in the MCU, I'll actually be very very okay. Mm-hmm. Not with this one. No. No. Despite it being, you know, I mean come on, J.K. Simmons. I fucking love J.K. Simmons. Not just in any in any role, let alone J. Jonah Jameson. Um, but it was a nice little twist at the end. And mm-hmm. it alluded back to Beck's line, and of course does give us the setup. So, at the time, I was bullshit, because I'm like, you're gonna leave on that note? You're gonna leave on that note of all things?
1: You made Spider-Man not only have his identity out there, but you also made him public enemy number fucking one.
0: Yep. Yes. Um, I mean, Bob, I, I don't know if you knew about that. Like, this was basically going to be, you know, so far, the final time we see Spider-Man in the MCU. So, I mean, would you have been happy if this was the, how they, like, They he was gone after this?
3: If, okay, when I first saw that, that scene, I was like, holy fucking shit, because – that's the superhero's worst nightmare. It's like people finding out that Batman is Bruce Wayne. That type of magnitude. And for that to be... If that would have been the ending... Fuck no. I would have... Uh, no. I It would not have gone over with me at all. Because... Holy shit. Like... I have... Like you said... That's never been explored in any of the movies... Any of the video games. Yep. And, you know, and have the great J.K. Simmons, B.J. Jonas, Jameson. There is nobody else to play that role other than him. Hell, he was even good in that Spider-Man PS4 game that came out.
0: Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's like, you have to cast him. But by the way, I also want to just note that I also do love the twist they do in terms of what they did with. J Jonah Jameson, the Daily Bugle, instead of it being yep. a newspaper it's company, a
1: newspaper to a news broadcast. Yeah. It's it's
0: like a it's like the fucking Infowars, and it's like yeah. him being the only person. And they they kind of they they go a little bit more into it in the next one, but I love how it's like a digital media company. I mean, it, it's it's clever. Whoever whoever wrote that idea to do that with 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 the concept of that and not being like a newspaper company and have it being like fucking you know basically. Jay Jonah Jameson is Alex Jones. Yeah. I, I thought that was goddamn clever. Um, the post-credit scene. Yeah. I, I, I have mixed feelings on. Mm-hmm. On one hand, it kind of negates a lot about the movie with Nick Fury. And it does explain something as far as how Mysterio was able to trick the great Nick Fury. Um, and like I mentioned before, they did tease it at the beginning of it, like I mentioned before with, with Maria calling him Nick. But...
1: Mm-hmm. He can get in contact with Nick Fury at any moment. That's the thing.
0: Well, if he wants to, that's the that's the problem. The, the thing of it is, is that like, I... I... I, I I'm fine with certain things that Marvel does in the MCU, as far as their end credit scene or certain plot points, because I also understand that like Marvel sort of plans things out. Like it's, I think Feige once said in an interview that he plans about seven years out, as far as his stuff goes. Which fine, but you can't tell me that you plan every little minute detail and that things will, you know, there is going to be things that change. It's understandable, especially once we get into the next phase, because. Literally, this is the last Marvel movie for a year or any Marvel content in a year because there was nothing in 2020. Nothing. So the reason I say that is because I can be a little loosey-goosey with some of these things like, you know, we know that there's going to be a secret invasion show coming out. I believe at the end of this year, if not beginning of next which this could tie into because Nick Fury is going to be the lead character. It's going to be featuring the scrolls. So I can kind of see it being a way for them to catalyst this. But so I'm fine with like something being vague, as long as it sort of goes towards something mentioned before that, like no way home has two credit scenes. One of them is like, Oh, this could happen fine if it doesn't. But the other is obviously just the preview for the Dr. Strange movie, which, makes sense because you're clearly shoehorning that into to do that. So the whole Talos being Nick Fury thing is, is fine, but I will say that it is that it is almost completely unnecessary.
1: <laughs> it is. It is completely unnecessary to me. I mean, you could sit there and just have them randomly be somebody caught in one of those, elemental attacks and just have them be exposed that way without being fucking Nick Fury and making it seem like Nick Fury went from badass secret agent to Detective Downs
0: <laughs> I don't know like like I said if if it, if it if it was anybody else in the MCU but Nick Fury sign me up I'm fine um, but just had trouble with this one. I don't know. Because I mean, Fury. Yeah, I mean, Bobby, we, we, what what do you think about the about about that? I mean, are you the idea of like Talos being the Scroll and all that stuff? I mean, I, you you kind of on the same page of that?
3: Yes and no. Like, I'm not exactly 100 percent sure on who the Scrolls are because my knowledge only goes up to Thanos. But I don't know if I would have done it in this movie, because now we don't know what the real Nick Fury is, or how the fuck he even got on the scroll ship. Well, we know what that, I we know from Captain. What I would have done. Oh God, sorry. I, well, okay. What I, what I would have done is I would have teased the next, you know have like a tease for the next big villain in this since we've not seen one yet.
0: Well, the big villain just died in the last movie, so they they do need some time to do set up a little things, which they're taking their sweet-ass fucking time right now, but we'll get to that in another video. Um, <laughs> so we know from Captain Marvel that Fury has a relationship with the Skrulls from his experience with the Captain Marvel movie. Um, but you're right, it's kind of like a vague, like, it's not that I hate the Nick Fury character, it's just that, let's be real, after Winter Soldier, poof. Yeah. He showed up in Ultron, showed up in Infinity War to call Captain Marvel, and showed up at Tony's funeral.
3: You know what I wish he would have done? I think this would have made more sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Not even have done this post-credits scene and gave him his own movie explaining where the fuck he's been all this time in Phase 4.
0: So, there. the next time we will see Nick Fury, presumably is in Secret Invasion, which is, uh, there's not much details about it other than the fact that Nick Fury is one of, if not the lead character, uh, with Talos coming back as well about potentially a secret rogue group of Skrulls that invades the Earth. Now, there's a million different ways they can fucking go with this. Uh, presumably, I believe it'll either be out, the, I think it's rumored to be out the end of this year, end of 2022, uh, but we'll see how things, we haven't seen anything yet, although, you know, uh, San Diego Comic-Con's in a few weeks, so who knows how much Shit, they're gonna drop on there, um. But I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, and hopefully we'll get an idea of what the next big, big thing is down the pipeline. So, but that, ladies and gentlemen, was Spider Man Far From Home. So, real quick, rapid fire. We're gonna start with Bobbin on this one. Your overall thoughts on Spider Man Far From Home. What would you rank it out of ten?
3: Well, like I said at the start of this whole review, this this was my favorite, like. Not my favorite overall Spider-Man movie, but as far as this trilogy goes, well, it, it well now we know it was a trilogy, but this was this was my favorite until No Way Home came out, and I give this a solid eight out of ten. I really enjoyed it. There was a lot. There were some things I was like, eh, "That's a little far-fetched," but overall, I just had a good time with it.
0: A little far from home. Uh. Bad dad joke. It's late. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Heather, uh. <laughs> Heather, I know that you were kind of burnt out on the Spider-Man franchise, so I'm curious, what do you thought about this one?
1: Again, there were so many things in this movie. It's just like, fucking how? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: You're using lights and projectors, but yet, fucking how? Right.
0: <laughs> Best Buy membership. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out to you too better than homecoming
1: better than homecoming yes okay absolutely better uh. than homecoming because homecoming left so much open and gave so many questions <laughs> <laughs> and this one kind of answered some of them not right. all of them
0: <laughs> but still overall
1: it, 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 overall it it's okay it still ties in the fact that spider-man only fights disgruntled stark employees apparently that's all he's fucking good for unless it's captain america going on a bender trying to beat up tony
0: (laughs) oh yeah i did love the scene where like happy throws the shield how's cap do
1: this (laughs) for me it's another middle of the road maybe slightly better than middle of the road
0: like six and a half six
1: yeah all right i
0: I have a soft spot for this one, as I mentioned before, not just because primarily because of the father, son, like or father figure lost relationship. But generally, despite the plot holes and the frustration with the drones, I think that and and mind you, uh, I loved, loved Michael Keaton as the vulture. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But Mysterio, ah, actually, you know what? They're even. They're even. I was gonna say Mysterio is a better villain, but I I, I disagree. I think uh, they're about even as far as the villains. So you have a pretty strong villain, despite his weaponry. Um, solid storytelling. Personally, for me, even with some of the plot holes in there, I think I think really the biggest frustration is the Nick Fury thing. Like I said multiple times, mm-hmm. if you take him out. Everything else can pretty much stand on its own. I, can un- I could get Mysterio tricking people. I can get Spider-Man sort of figuring it out on his own. I could have him like figuring out things on his own completely. I mean, can you, can you fucking imagine if S.H.I.E.L.D. was still a thing at this point? I, I would have lost my shit. I'm like, you need to fucking tell me that nobody in S.H.I.E.L.D. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. But
1: Yeah, before a fucking couple of teenagers in a hotel room. Right, holding um, a projector because
0: they dropped a projector that had some webbing on. And they saw everything in front. Of, I'm, am anyway. But I think that um, despite the 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 underlaying of it, the 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 parts that were great were really really great. The visuals were amazing in this one. I think the general storytelling and the themes of this were really really awesome. Again, going back to the whole Peter trying to step up it goes it, it's it's a, a huge step up from homecoming in my opinion and it goes towards the spider-man that i want of balancing like i said before the peter parker i gotta get the girl and and do all these things and and the spider-man big man responsibilities i'm gonna go with like a seven seven and a half to be honest with you i i i have a soft spot and i i know i'm being biased in this i i have a soft spot for this so i i understand that like it's not everyone's cup of tea um but it is interesting to note that a lot of fans do have a, um, a, uh, a blend of like, some people either like love this one more than No Way Home or the other way around. And we'll talk more about that when we get to that one. I'm sorry, I keep referencing No Way Home. But Heather, Bobbitt, we fucking, and if Basement somehow still listening, we did it. Finally did it. We got through all 23. Of the first phase three movies of the MCU. Holy shit. Got through them all, baby. So (laughs) now comes the question about what the hell is going to happen next. What's going to happen with the Marvel Roundtable? Because now we're getting into fucking uncharted territory as we are now officially entering in phase four. We are getting dangerously close to catching up with the MCU, which is going to be kind of crazy um so a couple quick announcements as far as how that's going to go play out and how it's going to be all strewn about um so with phase four coming up obviously we're introducing new elements in terms of uh the new mediums specifically the disney plus shows and we are still going to review the disney plus shows but we're going to review them in their entirety just like we are with the movies and um without driving my friends already psycho insane from watching as much Marvel content as possible, uh, we're going to take longer extension breaks between each property when it comes to the show. So instead of being a weekly format now where we've been doing it every single week, we're going to break it up into every two weeks just because, obviously, most of these shows have anywhere between six to eight, uh, sometimes ten with uh, What if. Uh, episodes, And obviously I don't want to have to put pressure on my friends to have to rewatch uh, an entire fucking Marvel show in one week. So uh, and so depending also on, on other life things that may happen, there's going to be uh, some time, you know, it might be longer gaps in between is what I'm saying. The movies will still do probably within a week or so because we can digest those in one sitting. Um, but we're going to do these still in the chronological order in which they were released. So we'll start off with a couple of Disney Plus shows right off the bat, and then we're going to eventually get d- deeper into the Phase 4 movies. So uh, that is the initial plan. However, we have a special treat for all of you people who are sticking around and watching us. So if you guys are watching us on YouTube, uh, this next piece will be just on the YouTube channel. It will not be in audio format. Uh, so next week, instead of doing a typical review right here on the Marvel Roundtable, we are going to do a special S-tier ranking system really hope JP's on for this one because it's going to be a fucking fight and it's going to be great. Um where we're going to collectively try to come together and S tier rank all the first MCU Phase 3 movies from top to bottom and where they're going to be placed. And I'll tell you right now it's going to be a fucking fight. <laughs> I can I can already tell we're like no, it's going to go there and that it's going to ruin friendships more than Mario Kart. Um, but not really. yeah, so if you guys are going to watch us here on YouTube, um, uh, make sure you guys join us next week right here on the Marvel round table as we do our fun, special S tier ranking system, uh, Bob, Heather, any last minute, uh, any last minute thoughts or quibits before we wrap things up?
1: I'm going to say this right now. For those of you wondering, this is this S tier rating is only going to be up to what we have seen so far. Right. Nothing past it.
0: Yep. It will not be phase four things. It's anything we've reviewed up until this point.
1: But for that, for this is, I may try to jump through the computer screen because I know a story. I know at least one person within this group is going to try and put a movie that every single one of us thought was complete trash in the S tier itself. And no, ain't I'm, putting, I'm
0: putting Captain Marvel in the S tier. I'm just spoilers.
1: I'm gonna beat your fucking ass. <laughs> that's the thing we're
0: gonna have to compromise on some things i think I mean, I mean i know i think generally we're gonna be okay but like i think the middle shit's gonna be really really interesting
1: that's really part of the arguments are gonna start yeah, oh, that, oh no, for, for sure too. for sure <laughs>
0: like the a to like a to c is gonna be the worst um nice. but um i want to thank heather uh at any last minute tidbits before
3: we wrap up things here Um, all I will say is I'm excited for this Airsteer raking and oh boy, Phase 4 is going to be a doozy.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's definitely some gems that I, I've enjoyed, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. So, uh, again, thank you all to join us who joined us in the chat and listen uh, uh, right here on YouTube.com. And, of course, those who listened on the audio podcasting platforms. You guys can check out on your, all your favorite audio platforms. Again, if you guys want to join us for some more Marvel goodies, come back next week exclusively on the YouTube channel. We're not doing an audio format. Join us for the S-tier ranking. But if you want to join in on more of the fun reviews, join us in two weeks' time. As we decide to tackle a new phase and a new array of opportunities as we dive into the very first Disney plus Marvel Studios TV show. An exclusive six-part series that dives into the psyche that is Wanda Maximoff and explores her potential mental breakdown following the events of Avengers Endgame and what the future holds for the Scarlet Witch as we tackle the bizarre antics of WandaVision.